Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Well, hello. Good afternoon, scientists. It's Kevin Barry. I'm here with Sonny Agarwal. We're doing Osmosis updates from the lab on Wednesday. Dang, it's the 25th of May. So we have folks from the Osmos Ecosystem Grants Program on today, and we'll get started in just a moment. Sonny, are you uh, are you there? I am here. Well, good afternoon, or whatever time it is in Prague or <laughs> wherever you are. I'm in New York right oh, now. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Well, then, good afternoon. It is. Yes, indeed. So uh, shortly after. What's that? Uh, oh, nothing. I just said shortly after. Yes, yes, shortly. So, shall we? Uh, shall we dive in? Do, do we have updates? Do we have uh, anything at the top you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I guess one thing right off the top of the bat, um, something to announce, is that we are going to be holding a very last-minute OsmoCon on june 9th in austin um so that you know that week there is a lot you know there's a coindesk consensus going on it's a one of the biggest crypto conferences usually um and there was originally a terra gap expo that was happening that week uh, on those days um and it was uh, unfortunately canceled for reasons you can imagine. Um, yeah. But then the you know uh, we're friends with the actual actually the organizers. They're a validator called uh, Orbital Command. Um, you know one of the one of the guys there, Shaw. We you know we went to Berkeley together, and so you know they were stuck in a bunch of contracts uh, with like the venue and everything, um, and caterers and all this kind of stuff. And it was just going to be this like sunk cost for them. And so basically we are pivoting uh, the event into a osmosis event or, or rather osmosis decided to take over a number, uh, take over the contracts. And so, you know, help them out a bit, but then, yeah, so we are going to have a very, very last minute osmosis mini conference that day. So that can help them recoup some uh, costs as well as, you know, be an opportunity for, the osmosis community to hang out and then also like you know a lot of the terra community was already like sort of planning on being in attendance will uh be able to sort of uh you know learn about osmosis that uh during that period so that's going to be in on june 9th in austin uh stay tuned because we will you know 
we are putting together a splash page as we speak right now. So, uh, but yeah, you know, already already a number of speakers uh, sort of already committed, and you know, it'll, it'll be a relatively like low key event, kind of like more like a hacker space. Uh, people can you know instead of hanging out with the suits at consensus you can come hang with the uh hack devs at uh, at this event and then uh again we'll have some talks and stuff just highlighting some of the you know projects that are building stuff on top of osmosis whether it's staffs or people building like cool dev tooling or front ends for osmosis so um imagine just sort of like a day-long update from the lab Nice. I, I like that. That's a good pivot. And, uh, you know, it does suck that there's been all this fallout from uh, the, the collapse of of, uh, of Terra and doing something like this and, and seeing, you know, giving people something else to do during consensus as well. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a good, I, I look forward to seeing, you know, what, what comes of it. And uh, that's good to know. We'll, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for the, uh, you know the details so people can attend yep um otherwise you know more normal updates um on the chain development side you know we have this proposal uh going you know the the goal is we should have the proposal up hopefully by end of week uh for the next software upgrade which will include um the token factory module as well as interchain accounts uh, that will sort of unlock a lot of people to be able to start working, you know, deploying a lot of the dApps and functionality uh, that people are looking to do right now. So that should be, you know, stay tuned for that. Like basically, the proposal to go live this week, end of this week, and then the upgrade will probably be up. Uh, what will happen next week because we have a five-day voting period currently. Yeah, uh, there was a government proposal to reduce the voting period from five days to two days. That was handily rejected. So, yeah, so we'll upgrade the full five days. Um, <clears throat> we are, you know, the new refactored front end that has been being worked on for feels ages now is finally going to be going live. I think today, sometime today, ideal is is the goal. Uh, so, uh, you know, we have a search bar, which is uh, I think the number one most requested feature uh since for like ages. Uh, so we find, you know, you'll finally be able to use the search bar to find pools um, as well as a number of other cool features. And, you know, we, we are, we're conducting these like user surveys and like walkthroughs. So thank you to everyone who's already sort of participated. And so, uh, but yeah, if you're interested, you know, there's a link to a form on the Osmosis Zone Twitter and, you know, fill that out and, you know, happy to do like a walkthrough with you, figure out where the pain points are in using the Osmosis front end. And so that way we can, start improving those so that should be uh yeah if anyone's interested in participating in that please please fill out the survey yeah i saw that survey sonny and it it was definitely a welcome site mm -hmm. uh you know because the the commitment to ux you know, you know having a formal way to bring in you know audience information or user data is like that's a great sign <laughs> that, that y'all are even asking i feel like i've I don't know if I've ever seen that on another Dex. So, yeah. Um, what else? I mean, uh, I, as people saw, WBTC has now been 
added and i think there's incentives on the pools as pool as well so uh you know more uh large cap assets on osmosis and you know expect that to just keep increasing in the coming coming weeks um now is that i saw that on frontier like a day or two ago is that is that on the regular front end now um i oh maybe not yet sorry maybe too maybe i spoke too soon but there is uh it is on frontier and i imagine it will be added to um uh the main site pretty soon as well yeah so if, if folks want to find the wrapped btc definitely go to, to the frontier site to see it and there is a pool and it is definitely incentivized mm -hmm. and and remember that the wrapped btc is not coming it's not coming from the bitcoin chain directly it is wrapped btc is a project that was started by uh, a number of ethereum projects but it's basically a uh, admittedly very centralized bridge between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it's kind of operate, you know, I think custodied primarily by BitGo, which is a well-known custodian in the space. But so the WBTC is an ERC-20 asset on Ethereum. And that is what is, you know, you can use Axelar to bridge that over and deposit WBTC into the pool. So, you know, if you if you have uh, if you if you if you are interested in LPing that or just bringing bridging it over to Osmosis, just keep in mind it's it is WBTC from Ethereum, not true BTC from Bitcoin. Okay, because I that's a good clarification. I've seen people say, you know, I I want real Bitcoin, or I'm looking for Nomic or whatever whatever the other uh, options are. Is there is there a path to, um, I guess, something from the B, the Bitcoin chain? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. Um, you know, people are, there's multiple teams working on it. The Axelar team is working on it. The Nomic team is working on it. Um, I don't think either of them have a finished working product yet on the Bitcoin side. So, but whenever those become available, then... Um, you know, it'll probably be a similar bridge vote by governance for that. Got it. So we'll have a, another uh, round two of the mm -hmm. bridge off. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Another sooner one that might also happen is uh, where uh, for DOT, um, there, you know, there there is works on like a substrate IBC from the composable team where I think we had them on updates pretty recently. Yeah. What, that was last week? week. Yeah. Okay. The, the time, time just blends together these days. <laughs> it's um, been an insane past couple of weeks. You're a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, their composable uh, substrate IBC system is still a few months out. And so if we want to get some of the, you know, uh, polka dot uh, based assets like dot and KSM and, glimmer and uh you know some of these high cap assets on listed on osmosis um there is an option to you to bring those over via moonbeam uh, moonbeam is one of the most popular uh parachains on polkadot it's basically an evm compatible uh evm parachain imagine think of it as it's just the evmos of polkadot um and so there's an option to 
because Axelar supports any EVM chain already, uh, it's possible that we can start bringing over dots and stuff from via Axelar over through Moonbeam. So uh, that's an option that you know I think something like that should be approved by governance. And I, ideally, the goal would be that once the true substrate IBC is available, we would, you know, the same way as, you know, we, we would have to figure out how to migrate liquidity from WBTC to true BTC when, when, once that happens. In the same way, there would need to be a similar transition from, like, you know, from the Moonbeam version of DOTS over to, like, native IBC versions of DOTS. But I think that, you know, Personally, I think it's probably a good idea, just given conditions that we should be, you know, prioritizing, you know, speed and just getting these things listed sooner than later. And then we can migrate liquidity towards the IBC versions uh, once ready. So, but that will definitely have to go through, that should go through a governance vote for sure. So, okay. So this is a mini question about this whole kind of, this is sort of about the bridging um, uh, in, in a grander scale. So that like we we have Axlar um, as the canonical bridge for ETH based assets, correct? Mm, yeah, it's for Ethereum based assets. Yeah, I mean, in I, I assume that kind of it kind of more for EV, EVM based assets. Okay, for EVM based assets. Um, and so then the. With these, because Axler also bridges over these other chains. I mean, you have like Polygon and um, AVAX. Uh, are those going to also come through Axler when, if and when they, you know? Yep. Yep. We're actually going to be able to start bringing them over very soon. Um, we're just sort of, uh, yeah, uh, to be honest, actually, I think we can start. We were just sort of working on getting the Ethereum. Uh, base stable coins and major assets the attention they deserve right now and then we'll sh start to bring over things like AVAX and Matic and things like that as well. Got it. Okay. It was just priority of, you know, the, the largest cap mm -hmm. liquidity first and then got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's what's going on there. It's going uh, pretty well. Um, and then another, you know, another asset that got listed on uh, Frontier and should be moved to the main site pretty soon, and probably just after the refactor goes live later today, uh, is Evmos. So, uh, you know, the Evmos team put up their bridge finally to be able to now you can IBC tokens from the Evmos tokens from the Evmos chain to Osmosis. So uh, there's a there's a pool already created for that, so people can uh, you know go check it out on Frontier now and hopefully on the main site within a couple, you know, within a day or so. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're working with them to figure out how to make sure we can also get all the ERC-20s from Evmos also over. So, that you know, like there's Diffusion, which is a, a DEX on uh, on Evmos. We'll be able to get their tokens listed on Osmosis as well and things like that. Um, there's also been, you know, quite a bit of work on... The telescope tooling, you know, telescope, as we mentioned, is this library that we've been working on, a JavaScript library that will just make the entire JavaScript tooling uh, experience on Cosmos just infinitely better. And so uh, even just with the beta demo that we have right now, I know a number of projects have already sort of 
migrated towards using it. So including like, you know, uh, Sinfonia, who was on updates from lab a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I know yeah, a bunch of projects are in the pro- process of it. Uh, even Pupmos, uh, you know, who are DMing with them, that they are using it for their, for their front end as well. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, just when, once this becomes fully fleshed out and like fully live, it, it'll be really exciting that it'll just be a great product for people to be, able, you know, the amount of front ends and osmosis will just uh, magnify like crazy. So, uh, awesome. To that. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of the main sort of things we have for uh, updates. I had, I had a, some one inquiry about something that you mentioned last week, which was, um, is there any more news or can you flesh out at all the, the idea of airdropping, I believe it was at AXL or at Axelar tokens to liquidity providers that bridge over USDC and, uh, and wrapped ETH or uh, assuming I'm, I've got that correct. Yeah. So the exact mechanics aren't, um, hundred percent nailed down. So uh, I don't know if people saw from the actual Twitter that they're going to do be doing their token uh, listing on Osmosis, where it's going to be the place place it's going to go live, basically on I believe they said July nineteenth. So um, we, you know, the foundation, the the tokens that uh, Osmosis has uh, is not allowed to distribute that until you know we sort of have permission from the actual foundation. So. But we'll be doing sort of a, a retroactive airdrop uh, at that time. So basically, uh, you know, we'll scan the chain and uh, figure out, okay, who's been bridge- bridging over uh, ETH assets and then LPing them and then do the airdrop based off of that or the retroactive airdrop based off of that. Okay, that makes sense. That, that's, that's a bit more clear. Are, are they, do you know when they, well, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, uh, what was the other? Oh, I had an, one other question, which was that. So it's something that uh, there's been discussions about this. In, I think it was in Osmosis Siberia. But is it possible to get a, an IBC native version of uh, USDC or, or other types of stable coins? Or is that a pipe dream? Sorry, can you say that one more time? It, is it possible to get uh, an IBC native version? of stable assets that are, you know, popular, like ones like USDC, like would they, you know, could we work with them to create that or is that unrealistic? Mm-hmm. Um, we have already been working with them for uh, a while now. So yeah, they're, you know, USDC, especially getting a native version of it on uh, the IBC network is definitely important. And, you know, we've been working with them on, you know, even, potentially using osmosis as the sort of place to natively issue that and then it can flow onto other chains from there okay that's very exciting i i will wait patiently for (laughs) whatever the next news is on that that's good to hear anyone else have any other questions wasn't too much of a update of this week i think there'll be a lot of updates on uh at the conference at osmocon well, maybe, or we can just jump into talking to some of the guests. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, oh, wait, I see uh, Emperor uh, Hathrenos just uh, requested. I'm not sure if they have a question now. Um, if you do, please uh, join us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's hey, up? How are you? 
Welcome. Thank you. Uh, hey, just a quick update. Um, when I last uh, inquired about this thing, it was like three weeks ago. Uh, any updates with Cato Money uh, regarding, you know, the situation with Luna? And now it looks like they're uh, with Juno. So just kind of curious how the onboarding is going. Yeah. So we are, you know, we've been working with Cato for a while. They are, uh, we're working with them on doing fiat on-ramping directly into Osmosis, uh, pivoted to using USDC, obviously. Um, we are working with uh, getting, so how Cato works is they are, Cato themselves are non-custodial and they basically were using a uh, broker called Prime Trust uh, under the hood. And with, with, for Prime Trust, we need, uh, so, so Prime Trust uses a custodian called Fireblocks under the hood. Uh, and so that's how they were doing it on Terra. We are currently sort of in talks with Fireblocks of getting support for osmosis, uh, like sort of ASAP. Uh, so that way that uh, Prime Trust can do, and thus Cato can do uh, fiat on-ramping of USDC directly on osmosis with like very low fees, basically, very low transaction fees. Um, but also in parallel to that, because there's the work, be, you know, we don't want to, Sometimes some of these custodians like Fireblocks go at very slow speeds. Um, and so to not block on that, we are, uh, so uh, Cato and Axelar are sort of working together on making sure that you can uh, still do all the fiat on-ramping uh, with USDC. But the, only, the, challenge, the, the challenge is it's going to have to come. Prime Trust would, would send the USDC on Ethereum to an Axelar deposit address that will then uh, send to Osmosis. But the challenge is just because of the uh, Osmos, uh, Ethereum transaction fees, it can be expensive where it'll probably be like a $40 fee just to do that fiat on-ramping, which isn't, isn't the goal. You know, we want to make it so people can onboard with $5 if they want or something like that. So, uh, but, you know, we're definitely going to have you know, we're working, uh, the Cato team is working, like, as we speak on uh, getting that process done. I think their goal is to have some sort of demo by OsmoCon. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, have that in it. But, yeah, working, working on also get, making sure just ha we can also do it just natively on Osmosis itself to avoid that high transaction fees from Ethereum. All right. That's exciting. Thank you. Great question. Um... I'm adding one other request, and we can also do questions after we talk with our uh, friends from the ecosystem program. But if somebody uh, RAV nine, I just added you. If you had a question, yeah, I know I have a question as well. Um, oh, I yeah, think sure. Uh, thanks, uh, Kevin. Um, I think it's directed to Sunny uh, and the Dev team. Um, with this uh, recent uh, Terra uh, debacle, um, there. I'm, I'm probably sure that a lot of people or LPs are wondering, is there any consideration or any development on the implementation of like impermanent loss protection for LPs, you know, on uh, osmosis? I think a lot of us may have suffered uh, catastrophic losses. So, and I know it takes time to develop and implement, you know, these things, but just want to hear Sonny and the devs team thoughts about, you know, what type of uh, impermanent loss protection could be implemented uh, in the lab? 
Yeah. So the the sort of more R&D project that we were working on, um, it was definitely a few months away, uh, was this uh, volatility-aware AMMs. So, you know, normally people talk about impermanent loss protection, like, you know, the kind that Bancor and Thorchain do. And those are not really sustainable systems where those are, you know, impermanence loss subsidization where your the protocol is basically taking a taking on all the IL itself from the individual LPs, which kind of defeats the point of even having individual LPs that can like do their own risk uh, analysis. Um, so what we what the way to do actual impermanence loss protection is volatility aware AMMs that what they need to be you know, what do normal market makers do is that in times of high volatility, they they thin the order book. So the same thing would happen here where at times of high volatility, we'd ha- we would be able to have an AMM that knows how to remove liquidity uh, from the pool. And then uh, once the, if there's high drift in one direction in a short period of time, and then once that uh, drift slows down then it will be able to re-add liquidity at the new price but then you know what will happen is that a lot of the assets will get stored not in the pool so well not won't go back into the amm but that will be the amount of assets that were basically saved from il so that's sort of the r&d project that would uh result in true impermanence loss protection um yeah so we are still interested in doing that it's you know just they you know doing a lot of uh roadmap reprioritization these weeks uh so we'll see where that lands now on our uh you know what on the priority stack thank you okay yeah thank you i think it's that was a good question and i just laddering off of that sunny when you were talking about this vaulting concept is is that the that that is the same um as what you were just describing this um using the the amm to like yeah i guess pull i guess it's like de-pooling um yeah no well yeah yeah you could consider it like that it's having the yeah that's a good way of putting it actually it is the protocol uh it's like the amm being smart enough to know when to de-pool and re-pool your assets based based off of the volatility yeah, it's it's a that sounds like a, it's a complicated thing to iron out. Like it's definitely it's tricky. So I can understand how that's a that's a big project, not originally on the roadmap. Well, it definitely was originally on the roadmap. Uh, it just yeah, yeah. It, it, so we were working with uh, the blockchain and Berkeley team uh, of folks from there to sort of uh, do a lot of the R and D work around it. So um, yeah, got it. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely curious about that, and I, I guess uh, we will we'll have to stay posted on that one. And I, I noticed um, if since we're going to Sony, I, I have had I asked Josh this question, and I'm gonna hit you with it. And if if you have an answer now, it's fine, or in the future, don't don't feel pressured. But I, I had this question a while back, I forgot to ask it. Um, what is one of the big lessons you've learned uh, working in crypto or just in life that you think applies 
well to your, your work for osmosis. Sorry, lessons I've learned from life that apply to osmosis or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what's one of the big lessons that, and it could be you've learned it from working in, you know, the blockchain space. Um, mm. But is there, is there a big lesson or something that you, that you feel like you bring frequently to help you at, in, in osmosis? Hmm. Can we come back to this? I have to think about it a little bit. Absolutely. Like I said, just curious. I'm, I'm sure many people want to know. Um, absolutely can return to that. It seems like now would be a good time to, uh, to reach out to our friends here from uh, the Ecosystem Grants Program, since it is the Grants Day of uh, Osmosis this month. Thanks, Kevin. And yeah, great to, great to be here. Um, hey, welcome, followed. Derek. And yeah, happy to, to, to give a quick update. It's been a month uh, since we last appeared. The program has been operating for almost two months now. And we just released, just released Batch 3 today. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. And yeah, we're also sort of have been working hard in the past uh, week or two. Um, obviously, with everything that happened, in the Terra ecosystem uh, a few weeks back, there was sort of a, a large stream of potential developers that are exploring alternative ecosystems to build on. So yeah, we've been spending a lot of time um, exploring that and, and how the Osmosis Grants Program can best support them. So um, it's a work in progress and I think we'll, we'll have more to share on how that's going in the next uh, year or two, hopefully. But yeah, I think for now, uh, Fed can give a quick update on just some of the, the batches we funded in the last month and some of the, the the projects that we've helped support. Yeah, thanks, Derek. Hey, everyone. Great to be here again. Um, so since we last joined updates from the lab, we've approved last time, we've approved another two batches of grants. So just to highlight some projects from those. We funded our first app called Phase that will use Cosmosm contracts to deploy on Osmosis with an initial focus on dollar cost averaging functionality. They're also planning on having a token, a portion of which would be airdropped to the Osmosis community. On the infrastructure side of things, we've approved all that node to build public node for set state sync and archive node services for Osmosis. And this will serve to reduce the barriers for developers and allow them to set up nodes quickly and easily. And then there have also been many educational grants and a few analytics grants awarded to the likes of Dexmos, which we'll be speaking today, Hather Nodes, Token Terminal, and Multifarm, which will bring a ton of new information to users. So as Derek said, we have just published the blog post announcing batch three of grants. So feel free to check it out for more information on each project. Um, the website also contains much more information, including all of our previous blog posts, FAQs, RFPs, and the application form, which I encourage any of you interested to fill out. And we've also got a, a lot in the pipeline for the next batches of grants many exciting projects that we're building on other ecosystems such as Terra have applied to the program and we are carefully diligencing it, all of them and making sure that we only pick the highest quality ones 
to deploy on Osmosis. So yeah, a lot of exciting things coming up. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Ved. Um, so we do have Dexmos and uh, someone from Osmotax as well. So uh, whichever of you is ready to rock first, we can, we can do Desmos since it's alphabetical. Um, or, uh, you know, Derek and Fed, if you have anything else you want to add, now would be a good time. Yeah, I'd add one. Sorry, Dexmos. Sorry, I saw you unmuted yourself. Just add one last thing. Uh, we just put up a new discussion in the Commonwealth governance forums for additional funding for the grants program. As you may remember, when we first posted the proposal for the original one about two months ago, um, the funding was meant to last for up to six months. Unfortunately, since Osmo Price has, 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 has been volatile, the program's treasury has also gone down. So um, this proposal is really just to, to supplement the original funding. And as part of it, we fully plan to diversify a portion of its funds into stable coins, both to, yeah, that's sort of, we have to, we have to issue stable coins to, to US-based grantees, sort of strongly recommended by, by outside council, and also just to protect the program from further volatility. So encourage everyone to, to take a look at the forums. There's sort of interest from the community. We plan on also putting them, that up for an on-chain vote sometime in the next week. So uh, if you have any questions, just check them to the forums and we'll, we'll get back to you. Um, yeah, I think with that said, I will turn it over to, uh, to Dexmas. Hey, everyone. Uh, can everybody hear me? Yes, welcome. The voice thank of Dexmas, finally. We, we thank you so much for your uh, APR wisdom that you, you bring and, and, I guess, information that you bring to us. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no. Um, so I don't know if people are curious or not, but I was, uh, I was sort of doing the math myself by hand and I got tired of doing it by hand. I wrote a script to do it. And then I was like posting it all over the place. People were asking questions and then I decided to build a, build a front end for it and sort of automate all of that. And that's, that's sort of the genesis of Dexmos. I don't know if anybody cares. But I, um, I do. That was going to be my first question. So you just read my mind. But yeah, so, so you were you were literally what you were working this out like on your computer or you're you're, you're using a pen, pencil and paper. How are you when you're, you say you're doing it by hand? Like, what was your initial process? That's spreadsheets and calculators and pen and paper pretty much. Gotcha. Um, uh, learning, learning how it all worked um, was was a doozy. Shout out to Unity for helping me through through some of that um and then zeph and jer and some other people in the community and robo of course they all kind of guided me in the right direction thank you community members for uh for your assistance this is the beauty of, of osmosis is that yeah if you're trying to solve a problem that could help uh others th there are definitely people out there that want to make you succeed or help in, in any way they can so the um when what was the point when you decided to build the, you know, a, a, a website? What was the trigger for that? Yeah, so I was, I was hanging out in the Osmosis uh, Discord, and I, I, I'm not even kidding, but like 10, 20, 30 times a day, people would be asking about the mismatch between 
you know, what they received and the APRs that are listed on the site and um, sort of felt sorry for all the support staff having to answer the same question over and over again. So um, out of compassion, I decided to throw up what I had up, up on a website and, and kind of call it a day. That's beautiful. Uh, that code comes with compassion. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, uh, that's something definitely to embrace. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've gotten some uh, compensation for it retroactively or, or will be getting it from the ecosystem grants. And uh, yeah, I'm, there, you mentioned there's um, something that's being worked on uh, sort of like an ROI calculator. C can you tell us a little bit how that might work? Sure. Um, well, I can tell you um, how I think it's going to work right now because we haven't. That's fine. We haven't, we haven't really started the work on it, but um, when I when I think of an ROI calculator, I think about um, things like how much capital do I want to commit to this? How how long of a time period do I want to commit to this? Um, what is my expected return over that period or or um, on a daily basis? Um, and then that's that's sort of like the basic, you know, a basic ROI calculator that sort of tells me that takes that takes an input of you know capital, time period, um, and um, you know an APR or or a DPR or whatever you want to call it. That's that's sort of the baseline. And then there's some fancy features that that we've also discussed is like you know um, what this is sort of being driven by some of the discussions I've seen on Twitter where people are doing spreadsheets and and saying things like, oh, if Osmo and this other asset decline by 80% with these APRs, you'll still be okay, right? So it would be nice. It would be nice to have to be able to, to add some sort of IL calc as well and be like, you know, these 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 assets can can decline X amount before before you hit break even, blah, 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 type of thing. But um, that's sort of been been the discussion so far. We haven't even even really gotten to implementing that. We're still working on um, trying to figure out the TVL stuff. We're currently depending on uh, third party for, for a lot of TVL and volume data. We're trying to move away from that and bring, bring all that in house. I'm sorry, sure. Some of you guys have noticed that some of the TVLs have been inaccurate. Um, that, that just has to do with, with sort of the lag that it takes for that third party to, to onboard new assets or properly price those assets. So that's, that's sort of step one is, is building out infrastructure for, for TDL stuff and being able to price all that stuff. It used to be really easy. You used to be able to just look at, you know, UST, the 560 pool and be able to price everything using that, which is sort of what we did for a long, long time. Now we sort of have to either make a decision to either transition to USDC or to bring in, you know, an outside data source um, like CoinGecko or whatever. So that that's sort of the first order. And then and then we're sort of start looking at the ROI stuff, ROI calc stuff. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like, uh, obviously, you have a, a lot of... Uh kinks to iron out and things to figure out what what how the features are going to work but it sounds like it could be a very useful tool and make improve the trading experience absolutely absolutely and and talking about new things we recently added um bonded tvl data you can look at um on a relative and an absolute basis you can see how much um, tvl is on bonding um it's currently bucketed by the one seven and 14 day We've also done some work to to see um, if we can bucket it on like a fifteen day fifteen buckets and 
You guys are going to call me crazy. Why is he talking about 15 buckets? Well, believe it or not, there's jokers amongst us. And some people have actually bonded using the CLI for more than two weeks. Well, really? People have chosen like a 15-day bond? I don't know the specifics. I just, I just know it's more than 14 days. So when I originally ran, ran the algorithm, I had a bunch of like leftover TVL. Um, and it just didn't make sense. And then I realized that, that people are actually bonding for longer than 14 days, which is just weird. Uh, yeah, I don't. If, if anybody has bonded for longer than fourteen days, please come on here and explain <laughs> what the uh, thought process was. But very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at that, and I, I mean that is also definitely a a very valuable you know piece of piece of uh, information to to be able to assess that as well. I mean, we certainly you know want. We want bonded uh, value, and um, but that we also want to know how things are shifting and, and what's happening, uh, how people are, are moving their money around. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is sort of like trying to add, sort of trying to think of a way to aggregate all of this stuff. Since you're dealing with more than like one token, um, you know, there's aggregation available possible on, you know, a USD basis or a, like a token level. But that like... Displaying all that data is already sort of difficult. And as you can see, it's kind of hard to read this table. So if anybody has suggestions on how to better display this, how to better organize this, I'm, I'm all yours. Um, when, when you say aggregation, you mean like combining which, which aspects? Yeah, so like um, one, of, one of the things I've been working on is trying to, to figure out, try to answer the question of, how much Osmo is unbonding over the next uh, 14 days, right? So you sort of aggregate all of the Osmo in every single pool um, across all bonding periods. And, you know, and you've got, you end up basically with three sort of three charts kind of ish. You see, that's kind of like, there's like this three, three, like 3D dimensionality to, to some of this data because you have multiple bonding periods and you've got multiple right. pools, right? So you, so you have to like aggregate on either a token and choose like, very specific parameters or you end up with a table that has like 40 columns and it's unreadable. Right. Right. I guess so. your main three columns being what the, the three unbonding uh, periods. Yeah. Sort of, sort of gone down the direction of like eliminating bonding periods for that particular chart and just showing how much Osmo is coming, uh, how much Osmo is going to be unlocked over the next 14 day period. Right. Without without consideration for, for bonding period. So obviously if somebody on bonds for from the one day bonding period, almost all of their their Osmo that they're on bonding would show up in the first one, you know, under twenty four hour bucket. Right, right. Yeah, it would help to have a simplified in picture of that, um, for sure. Yeah, so that's that and SFS support is sort of like the next next two things we're working on for, for Dexmos. Which is which? The SFS stuff is long overdue. Um, you mean? You, did you say SFS? You mean the superfluid staking? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So that that's going to be showing the, um, I guess the the superfluid staked Osmos that uh, that are part of the liquidity pools. Yeah, because there's not. Uh, is there staking? I don't see staking data here. No, no. There's no. There's no staking. Uh, Hathor. Hathor nodes actually has some really nice um, staking data. 
All right, well, maybe we'll have to con- continue that uh, conversation with Hathernodes. Yeah, Hathernodes is here. So, um, yeah, this is, yeah, not now I, I'm looking at the relative on bonding periods and I can see that. Uh, yeah, it would, it would help to have a way to visualize this that's, that's not as, um, yeah, it's more sort of, sort of boiled down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, if anybody does have ideas or, uh, you know, sleep on this and that, that, that could, I could see that could certainly help uh, make the effort more, um, more doable. Yeah. Welcome. I welcome everybody's uh, input. And the, and the other thing I wanted to mention was um, sort of our, our other project that we've been working on, um, which we'll also be um, submitting for a grant um, shortly, which is uh, yieldmost.com, which is sort of, um, if you think, if you think restake, it's sort of similar, but we do support all validators. And with the release of uh, Osmosis version nine, we've been hard at work testing um, LP compounding non-custodially using Aussie. Um, so we should should have that hopefully ready for whenever whenever Osmosis decides to you know wherever that gov gov prop that Sonny was talking about whenever that's complete and all the upgrades are done, we're hoping to be able to support support that that feature out the gate. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So what would happen if you had um, liquidity in the Luna Osmos liquidity pool and Luna restarts uh, in a new chain? You, you probably get, it's going to be two separate networks, right? So you're going to have two separate tokens, two separate everything, two separate IBC networks. It's Luna Classic and Luna, right? Yeah, I think so. Does that does that make sense? Um, they're They're not planning on bringing over any of the Luna Classics to the new network, so unfortunately... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I hope that resolves your question, Big Kerm. Uh, I see we have another person, Kurt, who is uh, uh, Kurt7, if you have a uh, question. Yeah, no, I was actually just thinking about um, uh, swapping, like, Luna to UST. You know, um, I don't know what... It's still in the air. I don't even, I haven't even caught up with a lot of it, but um, questions about UST and um, pools regarding that. I didn't see any propositions. I haven't looked at the propositions, but if anyone can explain to me, like what any, if there's any like uh, props going on about that and that I might need to know for any, this is for anyone who uh, knows anything about UST and anything regarding osmosis and UST. Yes, UST. Hey, uh, this is this is Kyle. Can everyone hear me? Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, Kyle. What's up? Okay. Hey, um, I'm from Defiant Labs. Um, we're the other um, speakers as far as the grants go, and we're working on the the tax app. Thanks, Kyle. Um, for osmosis and uh, the rest of Cosmos. Um, I. I can't speak too much for anyone getting um, any money back on the Luna side, but I, I, I can say if this is a small consolation, um, the work that we're doing for Osmosis and Cosmos should tell you what your um, tax loss is on that money. Um, if you say unbond from the you know pools on Osmosis. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, so yeah, to, to introduce our app real quick, I mean, that was basically what it is. Some of you guys might wonder, um, 
why would there be another tax app um, for uh, crypto in general or Cosmos? Um, and I, for me, anyway, the answer to that question is, has any of us that has a lot of transaction activity on Cosmos when we did our taxes like over the last year, did anyone find that either easy or cost effective because for me and everyone i've spoken to it was either too expensive or too painful so those are kind of the problems that we're hoping to fix for the ecosystem um i'll stop there really quickly unless anybody wants to jump in no thank you kyle and i know we had a couple questions about the you know luna ust pools and i think for the most part like those are not active or you know where we're, we have the depooling option and people who are trading in those pools i think are i can't speak to that um but i do think that like what you said being able to assess your losses and and see what how that could limit your uh your tax burden for the coming year i think is a very helpful utility and you pretty much addressed it my, my first question for you um and for defiant labs was um, you know, how is Osmo tax going to be different from the other options that we see out there? Um, and what, yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that was the, and can you make my taxes go away? Also, another question was, uh, will you support like importing the results into other software? Like, cause you know, I've used Coinly for the past you know, many years. And so I, it already has my like historical records and everything all in it. So if there's a way, will you support like taking the data from that and like making it composable with the data I already have on Coinly? Um, so, and sorry if it's uh, my voice is a little scratchy here. Um, so we are planning to support um, the common tax tools out there, Coinly among them. Um, I will say our focus initially was going to be on a cointing and coin tracker but if we hear a lot of feedback from the community um we can you know we can change the ordering of that um a lot of these tools are basically C uh they basically take csv imports that you just need to make sure or have the correct data in them in order to function properly um so sometimes it's not a huge lift to you know support multiple of those things uh i will say another thing is sunny um what i found as a smaller investor is that it was very annoying having to pay like hundreds of dollars um to do my taxes um and what we're trying to do um is reduce that cost perhaps by directly supporting tools like TurboTax or even generating the IRS forms for people, for those who are US-based anyway, um, in order to completely bypass tools like a coin thing. Hey there, can you hear me guys? Uh, yeah, Nick, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're talking to Kyle from oh. Defiant Labs about Osmo tax, but do you, do you have a question that's related to the, um, to the Osmo tax or do you have, is this a more general question? Uh, it's a bit of a more general question. Sorry, just my internet stopped, I think, for a second. So I ended up, uh, I thought you, you, you finished that question. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. Okay, we can definitely loop back to it. I just want to make sure that we, um, we, we get some closure here with Kyle. 
Um, yeah, I'll chime in a little bit too, you guys. This is uh, Dan B. I'm also working with Kyle on uh, the tool. Okay. What's up, Dan? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah. So uh, one of the other kind of fun facts about this is like originally this tool started off uh, based on a conversation I had with uh, Jack over at Strangelove as a way to like help validators uh, prepare their taxes. And then I brought Kyle on and we kind of talked about like ways that we can make it much more usable to everyone and not just validators. But uh, one of the main differences that we're going to have over some of the other solutions out there is we're indexing all Cosmos chains. So right now there are some other solutions out there for things like Atom and Osmo, but we're trying to make something that's more generic that will work for anything based on the Cosmos SDK that we can just plug in an address. People can connect their wallet, see all the different chains that are supported. It will do like an aggregation. And then like what Kyle said, it will uh, have outputs for the different uh, platforms if you use one of those, or it will work directly with your CPA through the 8949 or through uh, TurboTax, Tax Act, whatever you use. But yeah, we're just looking for uh, ways to solve some of these tax problems. And we're definitely interested in hearing about other tax problems people have in general to see if there's ways that we can incorporate it into our solution. And not only... So also, I just want to be clear, uh, the tool isn't called OsmoTax, but Osmosis Dex is one of the integrations that we're adding, but we're also going to be adding other yeah. dApps for other chains like uh, Juno Swap. We'll be adding stuff for Sifdex, Crescent, uh, any kind of dApps that become popular in Cosmos. We plan to integrate them all. So there's like a one-stop location where anything you do on Cosmos can be recorded. Got it. Okay. My bad. I kept calling it Osmotask because that's what I was, uh, it was referred to as. It sounds like it's more like Cosmotax or DAPTax, but anyway, we don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> Yeah, we're still playing um, with the Dane. We have a couple contenders, but we're not quite ready to uh, pick one. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, um, quick uh, addition to what Dan uh, said. Um, so one of the other things we're doing, um, we're actually indexing all of the, I would call it taxable information so that like when people actually go to download their tax reports, it should instantly give them whatever format they requested they don't have to wait for it to like scan all the nodes on whatever chains there are um and another thing on that front um it will know what someone's address is across all the chains because it all shares the same um bec 32 base address so if you move your money across ibc on multiple or tokens across ibc to multiple chains it's not going to be confused by that and think those are taxable transactions. So really what that's one of the things we're doing um, is focusing on ease of use is what I'm really getting at. Um, so we're definitely going to be looking for user feedback on, you know, any, anything we can do to make the app more usable for everyone in the ecosystem. So. Yeah, I'll just close out. Like, if you uh, are interested in following our progress, or if you want to throw any kind of like ideas at us for like things we should uh, solve, uh, you can just hit us up at uh, Defiant Labs on Twitter. Hey, before you guys go, I had one quick question because uh, Kyle mentioned harvesting that tax loss for the liquidity pool. Sorry, before you guys go, I had one quick question in regards to uh, harvesting that tax loss in the liquidity pool of Luna and Osmosis, when I try to unbound my liquidity, it says I'm unable to. Is that going to be fixed in order for us to be able to harvest that tax loss? 
And this one sounds like one for maybe Sonny. I, I'm pretty sure the unbonding should all still function. I, I was able to unbond. Yes, sorry. Uh, what was the question one more time? Sorry, it was just because when I tried to initially unbind my uh -huh. liquidity, it told me that I was unable to. Transaction would fail because um, I'm assuming there is no liquidity. But maybe now that there's a little bit more in there, maybe it'll be possible. Uh, yeah, just try again. Uh, that it might have just been, I don't know, a lot of people trying to do it at the same time might have been the issue. Uh, if we just try again, maybe it should work. All right. Thanks, guys, for your time. Yeah, also, Big Kerm, we have a really uh, well-informed, dedicated support staff. So if, if you go to any of the, the uh, social channels, Telegram, Reddit, Discord, people will, will be able to walk you through if, if you're having a technical difficulty like that. They're, they're, um, they're Johnny on the spot when, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, and as far as that relates to our tool, as soon as you are able to unbond that liquidity and the uh, funds get transferred from the smart contract back into your wallet, we'll do like the cost-baseless lookups and we'll be able to generate uh, the harvest data for you. Awesome. Yeah, that, Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be, that, that can be very helpful because I'm not, I used Coinly and I, I'm not, you know, knocking them or anything, but I, there were a lot of transactions and things that I, I'm just not certain that they fully grok all of the IBC data and, and, all, and also like how all the liquidity pools work. It's, it's just uh, having something that, that really understands the, this ecosystem well, it, it sounds like it would be valuable. Awesome. Well, thanks for giving us a chance to uh, share our tool and we would love to have feedback from anyone in the future. Just feel free to reach me or Kyle directly or hit us up at uh, Defiant Labs on Twitter. Yep. Thanks, guys. Great. Yep. Thanks, Dan and Kyle. Um, Nick, I know you had a question earlier and I, I asked you to hold off if, if, if you want to shoot. Now's the time. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, Kevin. It's a bit of a general question for Sonny. I'm, I'm curious, Sonny, have you begun exploring uh, ways to automate, um, maybe have you begun exploring ways to bring tools that would allow people that use Osmosis to automate their liquidity provision, their trading, perhaps even arbitrage opportunities? Is that something you're looking at or do you think it's not needed? Yeah, so I mean, there's um, a lot of sort of things already being built right now. Uh, so, you know, for trading, for example, the, you know, the uh, phase tool that Derek mentioned that was funded by the grant program, they're starting as a dollar cost averaging uh, system, but eventually they, their goal is to build like different, many different types of uh, trading, automated trading strategies other than dollar cost averaging. Uh, so there's work being done there. There's a lot of teams working on th like, uh, you know, liquidity provisioning things like Quasar and Apollo and a number of other, uh, you know, sort of dApps. And then um, arbitrage. Uh, no, I don't know. You know, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to uh, do arbitrage on behalf of other people, especially when uh, it's not some, you know, that's more of a, I guess, more competitive in a way. Uh, it's kind of more of a winner takes all sort of system, but um, you know, we are in touch with the white whale team to like sort of bring some of these uh, carving protocols to Osmosis as well. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to various solutions that you're going to bring forward. Cool. So, I mean, I guess the general answer is this is not something that the Osmosis core team is going to build out, but rather we're just building the functionality to let other. Uh, actors sort of provide this sort of functionality. 
Yep. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Thanks for the question, Nick. Um, yeah, I, I got, I've gotten some questions, Sonny, and I think that this is also answered by your same uh, response, but about like limit, the equivalent of limit orders and and uh, and so forth. Um, my understanding was that something like Fetch or these other uh, sort of AI services could do something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're also one of the pe- people who is building something similar. Um, I see uh, Emperor Osmo Hathernodes, your hands up. Hey, just a follow-up question in regards to that topic. So with the developers from Terra just looking for some new homes, can you maybe elaborate on some chains that may have reached out to Osmosis or functionality that we may be looking for? Um, sorry, uh, like, sorry, one more time? Uh, just can you elaborate on some chains that may have reached out to Osmosis, for example? Um, I know you mentioned White Whale and Arbitrage, but uh, anything uh, else you can elaborate on? Uh, I think we're going to, I think, you know, we're, we're working out sort of comms plans with a lot of these teams. Uh, I don't want to, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of these projects have their own communities that, uh, they have to, you know, take their interests into account and stuff. So I, I, I would, I would, I would, I don't want to like, you know, uh, reveal anything before, like, you know, it, it, the comms will come from the teams themselves. Gotcha. Thank you. Hey, this is Dan again. I had one question about the osmosis decks that I was hoping uh, I could hear your opinion on. So going back to the whole like kind of ways to protect uh, people. Uh, from like IL versus uh, the subsidy based version with something like uh, doing like a stop loss on a pool work where you're like, Hey, at, I want to just say on this pool where I'm providing liquidity that I want to stop providing liquidity. If I reach X number of osmosis, like if it starts selling off or even doing something like what Uniswap did with the consecrated liquidity. Yeah. So uh, so stop losses are kind of different than uh, concentrated liquidity. Uh, we are definitely looking into concentrated liquidity now at much higher priority. Um, just because I think that, you know, in order to, with the reduce in li- reduction in liquidity, um, we still want to make sure that Osmosis can provide uh, as be competitive on the trading side with other DEXs. And so having... Com- uh, concentrated liquidity is sort of like the way to do that and there's ways you can make co- that you can improve upon the design than what like the uniswap v3 t- team did where like you can you know yeah th- there's improvements upon the design where you can th- make things act more like limit orders uh like proper limit orders and stuff like that so yeah we're, we're, we are working on that um the what do you call it um for stop orders stop orders are a little bit more tricky the problem is you can't put them on chain uh, publicly because if you put stop orders on chain, then people <laughs> invisible, then people are just going to stop order hunt, right? Because they're just going to, you know, you know, push the pool to to hit trigger people's stop orders and then uh, cause a stop order to happen, and then they, you know they they'll arbit back to the right price. So that's like, you know, definitely not a. Uh, you can't make stop orders public. You need private stop orders. And the way we were planning on doing that was using threshold encryption. So, you know, we've talked a lot about threshold encryption many times. 
Um, but we usually talked about it at the mempool level uh, for like front running resistance. But there's also use cases of on chain threshold encryption, such as like, you know, putting stop orders uh, on chain encrypted. And once they, once, a, once something crosses a tick boundary, uh, then it will, we can decrypt all the stop orders at every tick. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's uses of uh, stop orders uh, beyond that. So, so there's ways of threshold, uses of threshold encryption for things like stop orders as well. Great, thanks. Yeah, that was a great question. I had never thought of threshold encryption in that way, and I'd love to see that. Uh, do we do we have any any other questions? I think we're kind of reaching the end here. If uh, if anybody has any other questions or thoughts, now would be a good time. Yeah, uh, just a, a bit of a follow up question with respect to bringing more functionality to the Osmosis Dex. Um, Sonny mentioned that he it's not going to be a core team effort. It's rather going to be more community driven. Would it be okay if, uh, you know, for example, someone collects data on various other IBC-enabled chains that can actually provide this sort of advanced functionality and it can work well, somewhat seamlessly, I suppose? Would that be a decent approach or is it something that Sunny or someone else would rather focus on and you get to select who you work with? So less community-driven. Sorry, one more time, Tom, again. Um, uh, the question was, given that you're looking into expanding the functionality of the DEX, uh, and you mentioned that it won't be uh, uh, Osmosis DEX core team effort, would you be interested if other communities sort of bring forward solutions to you and you essentially get to cherry pick the best, the best solution? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, depending on different, different types of functionalities, right? There's like things that we consider like core DeFi primitives. They, that like need to be more well integrated with, um, and there it's important for things to be more opinionated. While when it's like things like strategy vaults or um, you know things like that, it's like that's fine. That, that you actually want more competition, and so you know interacting with Osmosis, especially in the next after this upgrade next week, because of interchain accounts, is going to become pretty permissionless in the sense that like you can have a contract a DAO deployed or a strategy vault deployed on Quasar or, you know, wherever that can um, interact like with Osmosis directly without needing any, in, in a very permissionless way. So, um, yeah, I, I think the goal is to be opinionated on the, on the code that's deployed on the Osmosis chains itself. And that's mostly for like complexity mini minimization. Um, but then, yeah, via interchain accounts, things you know, we can have all sorts of interesting interactions happening. Yeah, very sensible, very sensible. Thank you very much. For sure. Um, oh. I actually got to head off right now. Okay. Uh, in, okay. But um, yeah, so I just want to say, you know, like I said, thank you everyone for coming, but also uh, OsmoCon June 9th uh, in Austin. So uh, stay tuned for more information. But yeah, if you can make it, definitely try to swing by. Uh, well, well, more information will be coming soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Sunny. Um, yeah. If, I, also, if you're building something on top of Osmosis uh, that you know you, it's been a little bit stealth or something, but yeah, uh, you, you're interested in demoing it at OsmoCon, uh, please let us know so we can, you know, at, uh, try to get you on to, you know, give you an opportunity to demo it in front of everyone. Okay. 
June 9th, OsmoCon, Austin, Texas. Keep your eyes peeled for further details. And yeah, if, if you're developing stuff or want to show something and want to be a part of it, reach out. Thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us. We'll continue uh, this conversation next week. And that's it. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to keep on listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some love. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. Vision in the middle men, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Ten spaces.